How you doing, Rock Family? How you doing, Rock Family? Happy, happy Sunday. I'm Miles McPherson, pastor of the Rock Church. Welcome to church today. Um, I'm so excited about today. We are continuing our series called Smell the Roses. And we're going to talk about something today that um, not many people talk about. Is how do you love yourself? How do you love yourself? I want to welcome everybody from all the campuses, all over the world, online, everywhere we're at. If, if you're in, uh, reading in Spanish, God bless you. If you're watching in Spanish, we're so excited about it. Listen, uh, hit the share button. Let's get this word out to people. There's there are a lot of people who are struggling on how to love themselves. They feel like it's selfish, it's not biblical, and we're going to turn all that upside down. So why don't everybody stand up. We're going to pray. Stand to your feet. We're going to pray and uh, ask God to bless your heart. Now, and, and I want to pray that God would um, give you permission to love yourself, biblically. And then we're going to find out what that really means because what it means to some people is not what it really means to God. So, Lord, thank you so much for your faithfulness. Thank you for loving us and loving us as an example of how we need to love ourselves. Your love for us and how you love us is the example and the standard that we need to follow in loving ourselves. And then loving others. So I pray you set people free today. I pray you renew their mind, the lies they believe so long about what it means to love themselves and how they're supposed to put themselves down and how that's biblical and spiritual when it's absolutely not. But I pray that we would get a biblical, balanced view of what it means to love ourselves. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's get your Bibles out. On the count of three, say word, one, two, three, word. Turn to Matthew chapter 22. Then we're going to Matthew 25. Matthew chapter 22. Um, when I was um, conducting my small group and I was telling them about my experience with COVID and how I was walking in my yard and I realized all these roses I had never uh, saw and started smelling these roses and appreciating these roses and acknowledging them. And decided to do this series called Smell the Roses. And I asked my group, who, what are some things and people in your life that you've overlooked that you haven't really appreciated and acknowledged as much as you, as you, as you should have? And some people said coaches, teachers, parents, friends, etc. And then one young lady said, me, herself, not me, herself. She said, I need to appreciate me. And when I first heard it, I was like, huh. I was like, that was odd. But then I started thinking about it. And she was so right. There are so many of us who do not appreciate yourself. We don't love ourselves. We're always told that if you love yourself, it, and, and, and because our definition is wrong, we think loving ourselves means I'm going to put me and I'm going to bless me first. I'm going to put me before everybody else versus being a servant to everybody else. I'm going to get the best for me, 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 me and live selfishly. Well, there is a selfish love, but there's also a divine biblical love we talked about last week. Agape love, which is self-sacrificial, which is unconditional and so we're going to talk today about what it means to love yourself in a biblical way. Because the Bible says in Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven, 37, the greatest commandment is to love God with your heart, mind, and soul. And that's the greatest commandment. The second is like it. 
to love your neighbor as you love yourself. Loving yourself. So we learned last week, you got to love God first. And the only way you can love God is because he loved you first. And so loving yourself comes from the stand. God gives us the standard of loving ourselves. It's his love for us. And now I have to love myself. Because it says there, I got to love my neighbor as I love. It doesn't say love my neighbor more than myself. It doesn't say love my neighbor before myself. It says love my neighbor as I love myself. So loving myself is my example and I learned that by how much God has loved me. So let's do some, let's review some definitions because these definitions are so critical. Whenever you have a discussion with anybody about anything, it's key to understand the definition of words. So if someone says they love you, what does that mean to them? Maybe something different to you. So we're going to say love means being like God because or as God is love. First, first John 4, 19, God is love. Okay. God is is love. So for me to love myself is really simply to be like God. At the end of the day, I can't separate love from God. And so when I, when I, when I am approaching God and, and, and getting, uh, uh, engaging in his presence, submitting to his presence, thinking like him, feeling like him, understanding, perceiving things like him, that is going to give way to his love not only flowing in me, but through me. A rose, when we talk about a rose, is the potential loving relationships you can have with God, yourself, and other people. Again, the rose, when we talk about smelling the rose, the rose wasn't the plant in my yard. It was the potential relationship I had with the plant. Smelling the roses is pursuing and developing that loving relationship. And a relationship is a way in which two things are connected. So what we've been talking about is how do I improve the connection, the loving connection between me and God? How do I improve the loving connection between me and myself? Huh? How do I get along with myself better? And then how do I improve the loving connection between me and everybody I meet. And the, and the proposal of this whole sermon series, this statement is that the degree to which I can love God, the degree to which I can love myself, and the degree to which I can love other people can always be improved. And that's smelling the roses. It's God showing me what we could be. Now, I'm going to read this par parable uh, in Matthew 25. It's a parable of the talents. It's a story we, we probably read a lot of times where God, this man is going to a far country and he gives one guy five talents, another guy two talents, money, and another guy one talent. And two of these people take these resources and they invest them and they make a return. They double their money. And then because they got more money and, and increased the investment, God, the traveler, the, the businessman said, because you were faithful in that, I'm going to give you more. But there was one guy, he took the talent and put it in the ground and he was scared to invest. He was scared to lose it. So he put it in the ground and he gave the businessman what he had given him back. No interest. And he called him wicked lazy servant. I'm going to propose to you that you are the person with the talent. That God planted you on the earth. He gave you talents. And he is going to come back to expect a return. Now, what does God do with love? That God has given us opportunities, abilities, not only uh, spiritual abilities, natural abilities, 
opportunities, relationships, and he's saying, what are you going to do with them? If you do right by those things, you will enter into the joy of the Lord. If you do not, you will have torment and you will be sad and your life, the quality of life will be less. We're going to read this, read this and then we're going to look at how it has to impact, how it impacts how we love ourselves. Because loving yourself is not just getting what you can for yourself. Loving yourself is saying, I am going to be more like God. And the more I am like God, the more love I'm going to have in my life, the more joy I'm going to have in my life, the more blessings we're going to have in my life, the more opportunities I'm going to have in my life. But they all have to come from God. Let's read this thing. Let's read it. Matthew 25, verse 14. It says, The kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. To one he gave five talents. To another he gave two talents. And to another he gave one, each according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. This is key. He gave some five talents, two talents, and one. Guess who decides what you get? God. Some people can sing. Some people can't. Bottom line, some of y'all just can't sing. I wish I could sing. Trust me. My, I'm in the car all the time singing to myself. And I always tell my wife, I wish I could sing. And she says, I wish you could sing too. Huh. Okay, but anyway, it says, verse 16. Then he would receive the five talents, went and traded with them and made another five. 100% return. Likewise, he would receive the two talents, gain two more. 100% return. And he would have received the one talent, dug it in the ground, and hid his Lord's money. And after a, long time, after a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled the accounts. God's going to come back and say, hey, what did I, I gave you this, I gave you that, I gave you this. I gave you this opportunity, I gave you these skills, I gave you that body, that mind. I gave you those legs, those arms, those eyes, whatever I gave you. And I gave you those relationships. What did you do with them? Okay, what did you do with them? Keep, keep, stay with me now. Stay with me now. And then it says, he had received the five talents, came and brought five more and said, Lord, you delivered me five, I gave you five more. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You are faithful over a few. I will make you ruler over many. Wouldn't you love, listen, wouldn't you be blessed? What would, let me ask a question. What would bless you more than God to say to you, well done. You did a great job. I'm going to give you more. Wouldn't that be a blessing? That's loving yourself. Putting yourself in a position that God would say that to you. That is the best thing you can do for yourself. You can go out and buy a bunch of stuff for yourself, but if God says, what are you doing? But what if, imagine if you did the things that, that facilitated God saying, great job. Great job. I'm going to bless you with more. And then it says, enter into the joy of the Lord. And then he who received the two talents came and said, Lord, you gave me two, I, gave two, I gained two more. And his Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few, I will make you ruler over many. And then he said, enter into the joy of the Lord. So imagine you have a choice to do something where God says to you, well done, good and faithful servant. I'm going to give you even more responsibility. I'm going to give you more resources and you are going to be happy. What more could you want? Everything we do in life is just to have that. More opportunity, more resources, and more happiness. What do you got? Aha. Then he would receive the one talent. 
came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown, gathering where you have not scattered seed. I know you make deals. You make deals. I was afraid. And went and hid your talent in the ground and looked, there's what yours. And the Lord said to him, you wicked and lazy servant, you knew I reap where I have not sown and gathered where I have not scattered seed. You ought to have deposited my money with the bankers and at my coming I would have received back my own with interest. Take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents. Take it from him and give it to the one who is faithful. Take it from the unfaithful and give it to the faithful. Take it from the unfaithful and give it to the faithful. Take it from the one who didn't do what I said and didn't do what was consistent with who I am and give it to the one who lives consistent with who I am. Now, which one of those do you want to be? I want to be the, the one who God blesses me more so I could be a blessing to more people and enter into the joy of the Lord, doing it God's way. And remember, all the blessings come from God. All the joy comes from God. All the direction comes from God. And when you're living consistent with God, all that flows. It doesn't mean things are going to be happy all the time, but you're going to maximize your opportunity to walk in the joy of the Lord. Even when things don't go your way, you're still going to have, you're still going to have the peace and joy of the Lord in, in the midst of it. You'll have sad days, but you're going to realize God is faithful and will get me through. But you do not want God to say, you wicked and lazy servant. And then he says, for every, to everyone who has faith, for everyone who has the faith to live like me, be like me, follow me, trust me, more will be given and he will have an abundance. But he who does not, even what he has will be taken away. Cast the unprofitable servant into outer darkness where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. I want to tell you five facts about you. And I, I wrote it this way because when you think about loving yourself, you have to ask yourself, who are you? I was sitting in a, in a, in a restaurant three weeks ago preparing for this, and I was thinking about this very sermon, and I was like, who am I? What do, what do I really like? I mean, I've been working, 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 and, and, and you get so much, so busy in a rut, you could just be one single-minded and not slow down and realize, who am I? I started looking at my hands. These hands have been with me for 60 years. I have a birthmark that runs all up my arm. I started looking at that and remembering seeing it as a little kid and looking at my legs and saying, what do I like? Who am I? Do I really like myself? And I do. And do I treat myself the best I can treat myself so I can be what God wants me to be? Do I treat myself the best way I could treat myself so I could be what God wants me to be? Not to make things as easy as I want, but to make, be as obedient as I want. So let's look at number one. Fact number one. I am loved by God. You are loved by God. You're not hated by God. You are loved by God. The Bible says in Psalm 139 how precious are your thoughts towards me, O God. How great is the sum of them. If I should count them, they would be more than the sand, in number than the sand of the sea. When I am awake, I am still with you. This is, what, this is what the Bible says. That God is thinking about you all day and night with precious, valuable, weighty, important thoughts more than the sand of the sea. You can't even do that. 
If you tried to think of all the positive things about yourself, I promise you couldn't get to 25. You couldn't. Try to get to 100. God says the thoughts, why? He knows more about you. He knows the hairs on your head. He knows every cell. He knows your organs. He knows what the inside look. He knits you in the mother's womb. And he thinks about you constantly. He thinks how much he loves you. He thinks how much he has forgiven you. He thinks how much he has planned for you. He thinks how much he's going to save you when you get yourself in trouble. He thinks the people he's got in your life, the resources he has, the open doors he has, what you can do with those open doors. This is all that God is thinking all the time about you. So question, how should you love yourself if you are going to be like God? Think positive about Yourself. Now, it doesn't mean I'm better than this person, I'm better than this person, I'm better than this person. However, you can say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. God has called me to lead, teach, be a parent, be a mother, be a father. God has blessed me to be a teacher. God has given me the gift to love kids, to be a comedian or whatever it is. God has God has given me to be a passion for homeless people. God is going to bless me. God's going to protect me. God has plans for me that, to give me a future and a hope. God's angels are on my side. These are the things you can think about because these are the things God's thinking about. Remember, to love is to be like God. So if God's thinking these things about you, how, what is one way you can lo- love yourself is to think these things about you. Another way of looking at this is think about and catch and take captive the thoughts that are negative. Throw them away, man. They do you no good. They do you no good. You have to think the things God is, because God's thinking about you, the devil's thinking about you. Number one, accept God loves you. And you can actually sit there and say, God loves me. Just say that over and over. God died for me. Jesus set me free. Remember, we said that to love was to be, God's love sets us free to live God's truth. Remember we said religion was bondage to lies when love is freedom to the truth. So imagine if God set you free so you could actually say, God loves me. I'm lovable. Jesus saw me worthy to die for me. I don't get that, but it's a fact. It's a fact. Faith is never based on feeling. It's based on fact. And our faith is based on the fact of the word. So God loves me. Fact number one. Fact number two. God has blessed you with talents, natural and spiritual. Look what it says. Look what it says. For the kingdom of God is like a, the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called the service and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, each according to his ability. And immediately he went on a journey. By the way, God gave them these talents according to their ability to handle. You may be looking at someone else and say, how come, how come they get to have that big job? You can't handle it. How come they get to have, you can't handle it. Trust me, there's a lot of people looking at you saying the same thing. You have more than them and someone has more than you. There's always someone with more and there's always someone with less, period. 
The Bible also gives us spiritual gifts, 1 Corinthians 12, 4-7. There are a diversity of gifts, but the same spirit. There are diverse differences of ministries, but the same Lord. There are diversities of activities, but it's the same God who works all in all. God is going to put you in the kingdom with certain gifts and abilities that he decides. Look what it says in verse 7. The manifestation of the spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. God's going to give it to you for the profit of the, for the, for the benefit of the church. So God has given you spiritual talents. He's given you natural abilities. He's given you passions. I, I, there's things I love to do. Matter of fact, I was sitting in the restaurant. When I was telling you, I was like, what do I like to do? What is it that gives me joy? You need to identify your abilities and your passions. Identify what they are. Develop them and then leverage them for the kingdom. You want to love yourself? Do that. Here's why. Because I know a whole, and I would bet you this is a very accurate statement. Most people, most, more than 50% are in a job or doing a function that they are not designed to do. They have a job. They don't know what their gifts are. They, they, they don't know what their passions are. They don't, know how, they don't know how God designed them. And so they just kind of got a job and they're making it happen and they're making it work. And it's kind of like it. But if you are operating in the gifts that God has given you based on the talents God has given you, can't wait to get up in the morning. I stumbled into, I, you know, it was a kind of accident into me being in a place for the most part, doing what I do. There's parts of my job that are not part of my gift and, and, and just got to do those things the, as little as possible. But the times I get to do what God has called me to do and, 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 and how God designed me, then God says, now you're doing what I called you to do. And by the way, by doing that, I'm loving myself. Why? Because I'm being what God called me to be. I'm living consistent with his plan. And so you can love yourself by what? Identifying your gifts. You can love yourself by identifying your passions. And you can love yourself. It may sound selfish, but you can love yourself by saying, I'm going to try to do that. Now, this is scary. You may be in this job or this role or this relationship and realize, you know what? That, that doesn't fit who I am. Leave. By leaving, you are telling God I love you so much that I want to be what you created me to be and I'm going to trust you and watch what God, that is actually loving yourself. Now it takes faith and courage, but it'll work and you'll see the hand of God. Number three, investing in those talents. When you do that, the Bible says it will bring you joy, more talents, more opportunity, more resources. Look what it says in, in, in chapter 25, verse 23. His Lord said, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few. I will make you rule over many. Enter into the joy of the Lord. And then it says, for to everyone who has, more will be given. And he will have an abundance. Abundance of opportunity, not necessarily money, abundance of opportunity, abundance of joy. If you want to help people and you say, God, I'm committed to helping people, he will give you a whole bunch of people to help. If you want to be a giver and, 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 and you start giving, God will give you resources to give and places to give those resources. He, because he is being honored as you obey him 
And as you become like who he created you to be, you are becoming more of a reflection of his glory in your life. That is loving yourself. And you're going to see uh, this, this, it sounds, again, it sounds selfish in the beginning. I'm going to love myself. But it actually becomes very unselfish because you're saying, Lord, I am surrendering what my fleshly desires want and I'm going to do what you want. But you are going to give me the desires of my heart. The Bible says if you delight yourself in the Lord, he gives you, he, he delivers to you the desires of your heart. And he gives you the desires to do what he created you to do. And then he blesses what you're doing because you're doing what he created you to do. And the fact that he's being glorified in the process. Because if you do it the way he wants you to do it, you're going to give him the credit. That's love. That's loving yourself. You can't put yourself in any better position than that. All the money in the world, all the parties in the world can't get you better joy and fulfillment than that. That's loving yourself. And by the way, in that process, he's going to teach you to esteem others better than yourself. We're going to talk next week about loving others, which is going to be the exact same thing I'm talking about for other people. Same thing. Why? Because the Bible says love your neighbor as you love yourself. So I'm not going to go into the next sermon until next week. But basically it's the same thing. Because if you get in the habit of doing these things for yourself, Doing it for other people is just doing it for other people. Number four, number four. Fact number four, burying these talents causes fear and is often caused by fear and bondage. Look what it says in verse 24. He who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown, gathering where you have not scattered the seed. I was afraid. I was afraid. And when it hid my talent in the ground, take what's yours. A lot of y'all are going to die. And you're going to stand before God and God say, you know, I gave you the, the ability to do this. And you're like, oh, I know I was scared. Of what? The devil put it in your head. You took all the talent that would open the door for opportunity, that would open the door for more opportunity and resources to, to express that to the world. You took it and buried it in the ground because of fear. And you lived in bondage all your life. As a matter of fact, look at the next one. Burying those talents brings torment and loss of opportunity. Why? Because he took, remember he took the one talent away and gave it to the one who had the faith. You don't want to live like that. But you have to acknowledge that you have fear in your life. You have to acknowledge that you have doubt, slow self-esteem. And what is the best thing you can do for yourself? Go to counseling. Get a mentor. Get a coach. Get someone in your life to, 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 to be accountable to. Iron sharpens iron. Like iron sharpens iron, so another man or another woman sharpens another man or another woman. So acknowledge, I can't do this. By the way, every single person on the planet that has been successful has had multiple people in their life help them. And if you are too prideful to get help, you are basically saying, I will remain in bondage to these lies and in torment because I'm looking over there going, I can do that. I should be doing that. Why am I stuck here? Because there's a lie in your head saying you can't step out in faith. That's the devil lying to you. But Jesus said you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Remember, the definition of love is that you, have, you are set free to obey the truth. And the truth is God loves you. God has blessed you. God wants to bless you more for the benefit of the kingdom, for the benefit of his glory, but he wants to use you. He loves you so much that he, he wants to put you in a position where these people see you do great things and he's going to trust that you're going to give him the credit. That's how good he is. That's how good he is. And so 
right now, the question you have to ask, do you love yourself enough to surrender your life to him? And say, Lord, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to release myself to you. And I want to be filled with love for myself, which means I'm going to surrender to being like you. Identifying how you made me, what my passions are, what my fears are, what I'm in bondage to, what you want me to do. And I know if I walk in that, I'm going to walk in love and I'm going to enter into the joy of the Lord. And I'm going to stay in the joy of the Lord. And I'm going to do the best I can to avoid being in bondage to lies. I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes. And I want you to just think with me because I want you to love yourself. I want you to be clear that it's not a selfish act. It's actually a biblical act. It is you humbly saying to God, God, help me understand how you made me, what my purpose is, how I can be a reflection of your glory on the earth. And so, Lord, I know the first step of that is to surrender our life to you. And there are people watching now who have never given their life to you, but there are people watching there who have given their life to you. But they're still in bondage. They're in bondage to this idea that all they do, got to do is pray a prayer and go to church and, and they wonder why things haven't changed because they haven't surrendered everything. So if you would like to surrender your whole life, your whole heart and say, Lord, I want to do it your way. I want to get rid of the lies, the deception in my heart, the lies, the fear of failure. And I want to trust you to guide me, to bless me, that I could be a blessing. In the privacy of your heart, just pray this prayer. Say, dear God, I surrender my life to you. I believe you love me. I believe you have a plan for my life. And the only way that plan will be fulfilled is if I surrender to you. And by faith, obey you. So I surrender my life to you, Jesus. I surrender my fear. I surrender the lies. And I ask you to fill me with the spirit of God. Open my eyes to who I am. Open my eyes to how I'm supposed to love myself, encourage myself, and put myself in a position to see myself as you see me and to live the life that you established for me. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to encourage you to text the word SAVE to 52525. We want to help you in that journey. We want to help you love yourself. We want to help you understand how to pray so you can Understand and hear from God. That's loving yourself. Giving yourself the opportunity to hear God's voice, obey God, and, and worship God. How do you worship God? How do you sing to God and declare the glories of God and the, 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 the promises of God in your life? And one of those acts of worship is giving. People think, well, giving is actually losing something. No, giving is actually an act of worship. You are telling God, God, I acknowledge that you have given this to me. It's actually you loving yourself by teaching you to surrender and teaching you to worship and teaching you to remind yourself that God is here, worthy of our worship. And you are here worshiping him in your giving. 
And so I want to pray for you as we prepare to give. If you want to give, uh, you can text the word give to 52525. But I want you to see this as an act of worship. And watch what the Bible says. If you're faithful in a little, I will give you more. And you will enter the joy of the Lord. So watch this. As you give faithfully, God, what do you want me to give? Tithe is a 10%. People give offerings over and above that. Whatever God puts in your heart, whatever it is you give, I want you to pay attention to, to two things. What happens in your heart? Remember he said you enter into the joy of the Lord. And how he responds to open up more doors for you. Because once he sees a generous heart, he knows he can trust you as a pass-through and not a conduit. A cul-de-sac. He, 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 you're a conduit, not a cul-de-sac. That he can pass blessings through you. Remember he said? To him who is faithful, who has faith... More will be given. And to whom does not have faith, he will be taken from him. But it's not for you to keep for yourself. It's for you to say, Lord, what do you want me to do with it? Now, some of you may joy, but all this he's going to say, I want you to bless other people. So thank you. Lord, I pray you bless this offering. Multiply the blessings to the giver. Lord, I pray you speak to the heart. Help them understand this is an act of worship. And I pray that you fill the heart with the joy of the Lord and bless them in abundance in a way that they say this is undeniably God. In Jesus' name, amen.